The Dudecast is brought to you by NHS Employers in partnership with the NHS Leadership Academy. I'm Paul Taylor. And I'm Karen Dumaine. And welcome to our Dudecast Conference special. We've got a lot of difficult challenges that we're facing um, with the STP and all the other transformational projects that we've got going on. I think there's a balance between what OE can do on the hard bit in terms of the diagnostics, the data, the proving, but there's also the, the softer cultural values, behaviours bit that we, not, we, we mustn't lose. I'd hate to think that OD would only survive at the harder end. Working across silos, across um, organisational boundaries, it's a huge OD challenge that we need to look at. Challenging times for some of the delegates to our fourth annual OD in the NHS conference. And in the midst of all the challenges facing the OD community, this year's theme was raising our ambition and deepening our practice. We'll be hearing from our speakers about what the system needs from us as OD practitioners. About working in complex contexts and what a future-ready practitioner looks like. And how we can work on our presence and increase our personal impact. First to take the stage were Karen Linus, the then Interim Managing Director of the NHS Leadership Academy, and Danny Mortimer, Chief Executive of NHS Employers to discuss the challenges facing the system and what it needs from us. There's a really simple mantra, isn't it? If we want our staff to be resourced to provide really good care, then they need to feel cared for themselves. And we can't deny the truth in, in that. So the, the, the absolutely crucial role of OD practitioners in helping organisations look after their staff, all of their staff, really well. How do we provide care and support for them? How do we model the right kind of behaviours? Um, how do we act decisively around things like bullying and harassment? How do, how do we do all of those things in order to resource our staff, all of them, so that they feel appropriately cared for such that they can provide care to others? If there's a diagnostic of, of the challenges that we face, then, then clearly, as I've said, there's a, you know, the diagnostic has to include that variation in the experience of our people. But it also has to include the kind of the, um, the variation in the quality of our relationships with those we work with. Mm. Um, and that is, that is true. And again, I stress variation. And there'll be people in the room who are rightly proud of the work they'll have done in their communities. But there will, even within their organisations, there'll be variation in yeah. the quality of that. And that, has, that is central to what it is we have to do. It's central to what our population needs us to do. Absolutely. Um, and in terms of the, I guess, as you said, the other thing that isn't naive is the, the qualities and skills that the OD profession can bring to bear to that. Mm. Um, 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 part of their challenge will be influencing their organisations to, to realise that that's part of the, the mission, but I think that some of that reinforcement is coming in from outside now. Does that feel better? Um, I think, is this the fourth conference? Fourth? Yeah. Um, I remember one of the conversations that we had quite a bit at the first one was... Um, the challenges for OD experts to raise the profile of their work within their organisations. And I don't know whether I just happen to speak to a very particular community, but that feels slightly better now than it did. A, a recognition at a, at a senior level, organisational level, 
that ORG is a big part of addressing the challenges that they have. Hello, my name is Danny Mortimer. I'm the Chief Executive of NHS Employers. One of the things I said in the, the discussion we had earlier that I'd reinforce is that I, I, you know, this, this is a, a group of practitioners now with real influence and, and they, they need to recognise they've got that influence because they've delivered and they need to carry on delivering. You know, that, that's how boards value your contribution because they see that it makes a difference. Um, and so they, they, they need to look back and realise what they've achieved but carry on doing that. And, and I think the, the, the second thing, um, the risk of sounding like a broken record, there are some fundamentals in our organisations that need addressing now, that are just urgent um, and have been problems for, for too long. Um, and OD practitioners have got a, a central role to play in, in addressing those fundamental issues. I'm Karen Linus, Interim Managing Director for the NHS Leadership Academy. The work that OD practitioners have been doing for years needs to continue, but particularly over the next few years, we've got uh, two or three big challenges. One will be changing the nature of what the NHS means to our communities, and that is about being much more inclusive. So working closely with social care, with the voluntary sector, with uh, charity sector, uh, all of those other organisations and systems that have a part to play in the health and well-being of our communities. And I think our OD practitioners can be at the front of developing all of those relationships. I think that's a hugely important contribution they can make. The second thing is to not lose the progress that we've made. The very, very worst outcome, I think at the moment, is that we go back to pre-Francis, we start focusing on the much needed efficiency, financial constraints, um, changing the way that our services are delivered so that they're doing so more efficiently and effectively, making best use of technology and so on. But doing all of that and forgetting that at the end of the day we are still a human service and with the lessons that we learned painfully through uh, mid-staffs and the Francis reports was that we forget that at our peril. Uh, we absolutely have to care for our staff because if we don't care for our staff, they won't be able to care for their patients. And OD practitioners are right at the front of that work. One of our key themes for the year ahead is working in complex contexts. A friend and key supporter of DOAD, Dr Mi Yan Chan Judge, joined us for the first of two sessions and started by giving us her perspective on the complexity of the NHS and the importance of a systems thinking approach to OD. Good morning. I'm here, first of all, as your constant cheerleader. I think anybody can do OD in NHS deserve five-star medal. Um, it is a tough time, it's a challenging time. And I went to see NHS is naturally a very complex system, particularly in the way that the government had made it to be. So there's never a simple causality between one part will do something affect the other part. But every part actually have a multiple leverage power on each other. And so therefore, in order to change a policy or increase client care, patient care, or introduce a financial policy, it would have multiple factors um, uh, multiple impacts on each other. 
The reason that YOD practitioners need to pay attention to system lens is because organization is a live network system. That means a system have different parts and each part has a level of interdependency between each other and each part can impact on the functionality and behavior of other parts. So therefore, when we do intervention on any system, by definition, it would have unintended consequences and impact on other part of the system. And also, within system theory, the normative belief is a system is healthy if the different parts don't fight against each other, but working in a coherent way to deliver common goal. And that is why OD practitioners need to pay attention to systemic lens. To help us work in complex contexts, the afternoon session focused on building capability and capacity with Ola Odomosu. But first, we welcome Mi Yan back to the stage to give us her take on the personal characteristics of a future-ready practitioner. You must have worked with people that when they walk in the room, you say, thank God he or she is here, this meeting is going to be okay. Yes? Have you come across that? When you finish talking with somebody, you say, I'm three feet taller. Yes? When you finish talking with someone, you feel like that, that's their presence. Presence is nibblers, but they are like energy, they transmit. And you have to do inner work to get that presence. So what we stand for, who we are. And that's why I talk about the six areas. They're, they're more characteristic rather than um, criteria or competency. The first one is their ability to scale up the use of themselves in order to intervene the system. So that is the use of self is already a very key part of uh, effective OD intervener. But in, in turbulent time, they used to use themselves even more because there's a lot of situation that there's no research data. The second one is about increasing their own knowledge about human behavior because human behavior do act out a lot when, when people are under stress and deal with the level of complexity that is beyond them and they need to know about change. Then the third one is actually core characteristic. That means their style. Um, they need to be a humble inquirer rather than being quite arrogant expert. They need to be confident of who they are, but without seeking approval. They need to have a grounded sense of self rather than needing, um, rather than having high need for, for control. And then they also need to be passionate about human system development. So those three plus three more. And one is, the fourth one is about value. They need to know why they're doing things and what are they doing. Uh, and based on what value. And then they need to know how to work with emergence, which is another area of skill. And then finally, the mindset is they need to comfortable with ambiguity because the work within the system is very it's ambiguous. Possible. I try to write an article with a, a particular, and I will, a particular demonstration about what sort of intervention come out from that. And it's very difficult. Basically, the first implication for future ready, future ready practitioner is to let go of some of your mastery. LD people always think that group need LD. 
And the process people always think they need process engineer. You know, diversity people always think they are need diversity. We, use we tend to put the right, put, put things we know as the answer to almost any question. And the world is so complex that we have to stop and think, is what I'm really good at the right type of intervention for the, um, for the organizations? You know, this is, the future ready is, what stands us in good stead, being an expert, know how to do sensing surveys, staff engagement score, all those are important. But basically, the world is getting so complex to getting people ready, you need to begin to say, that's a different way of working. And it has huge implications. Being versatile is being having the right range. So because OD work happened within a context, and contexts do shift from organization to organization. So if you only have one style, one range, then you will be very limited in your effectiveness across the system. So the versatile is not get over-invested in what you are good at, but continue to explore, explore what other aspect of yourself can surprise yourself in order to deliver what that specific client needs. When OD are being done in a bold way, a genius way, a powerful, impactful way, there will be magic. So continue to do your magic. So go well, go strong. Now, Mian, introduce the importance of self. But what about personal impact and how that relates to change? Ola Odomosu took to the stage for the final session of the conference to encourage OD practitioners to work on their presence with some peacock thinking. Walking through Kew Gardens. Anyone been to Kew Gardens? Yeah? We're three friends, we're having fun, we're talking. And then this peacock just stopped in front of us and just went, shh, and walked off. The three of us just literally stopped. There was such boldness in how he just said, here I am, see me. And I started thinking, oh, you know what? As Mayan said, I thought, I could use this. I could use this as a model of trying to work out how I can learn to show up. So what I started to do was I started thinking, okay, how do I create something? So I created Peacock and Quora. And what For me, as I sit there with um, any clients, I'm constantly asking, am I showing up in a way that allows my client to show up? You know? And that could be, you know, that could be quite serious. And you're thinking, oh, I'm going to show up, show up. And I just thought, you know, how can I bring some lightness to this and some curiosity and some um, not so significance as in got to keep showing up. And I just thought, you know, who, you know, who does this really well? You know, and I just thought, actually, my encounter with that peacock in Kew Gardens just made me think, that's what it's like. So I created the inquiry around what would peacock thinking look like? You know, a peacock doesn't say, I'm only going to show up when that condition is there. It is moment by moment. It's here. <laughs> you know, a peacock is so aware of its beauty, its uniqueness, and its boldness that it doesn't ask permission to do it. But what I also remember is that incident where a peacock just crossed my path and opened its wings. The way it showed up, it changed my whole conversation with my friend who we both were in the path of the peacock and we started showing up because we were laughing we were just it brought us alive so for me peacock thinking is both you showing up 
being clear of what your, your feathers are, but really getting that if you show up, it gives others permission to do the same. It's like that whole thing of authenticity. If someone is being authentic with you, you step into that space and you do the same. We're doing all this work in organisations to make inclusion happen, and we're trying to do change, but what are we doing at the individual level? I think presence is so important because the work we do is based on us really reading and understanding the environment we've stepped into. When we're present, we're really able to get into the client's world, but not just get into it, really get behind their own lens of it. As an Odoo practitioner, when we are present, we can really listen for and identify what is needed in that moment for that client and for that system. And you can only do that from a place of when you really are showing up, as in your thoughts are with what is happening in that moment. Because what's needed right now, it's going to be different to what's needed the next moment and the next moment, because a system is a living thing. So it's constantly changing. And you even being in that system creates another, that is an intervention in itself. So you've got to be so present to what is shifting, you know, and and to be able to adapt and flex accordingly. <laughs> I dare you, I dare you to continue that inquiry, to share what you already know, and show your peacock within the NHS. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>